Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. A fantasy. Today's episode is brought to you by Flex Fantasy, and they want me to relay a message to you that they have cracked open the game of fantasy football to all. When you sign up for a free account and download the Flex Fantasy app, you can import all your teams from all your leagues across multiple platforms that you play on. Spice up your fantasy playing experience by challenging league mates or strangers off the street to a fantasy matchup no matter how or where they play. And put your money where your mouth is by placing a wager on your head-to-head matchup. It doesn't matter if you are on Yahoo and your opponent is on Sleeper. You can import your teams to Flex Fantasy to face off. You can even make wagers on who you think will win between other challenges besides your own. So sign up for a free account and download the app and try it out at flex.fan. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. And here we go. We are back in action, MD Nation. Thank you for tuning into the MD's Fantasy Football Show. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater. We're live right now on our YouTube channel. Make sure to check us out on bellyup.tv and download us after the show on your favorite podcast app. I'm going to have to ask MD Nation to bear with me if my voice sounds a little bit hoarse. I am a little bit under the weather, but that's not enough to keep me from doing the show live for you guys here, especially we had a half one PBR mock draft. This is going to be the first of heavy drafts for this weekend. I wasn't going to miss this at all. And in the words of Jamal Williams, I'm not pissing like a puppy, so I'm not staying on the porch for multiple <laughs> reasons. Not, not all of them good. <laughs> we got my co-host here, Chris Dowhauer. I'm also joined here with Justin Henry and Will 
from Flex Fantasy. So happy to have these guys on. Glad you guys decided to come on to do a half-point PPR mock draft. Justin, we'll start with you. How are you doing tonight? Oh, man, I'm chilling. Ready to get in this mock draft, man. It's mock draft season. We hear all the preseason stuff going on, all the training camp stuff going on. So it's nice to see an actual mock draft and people are actually buying what they're selling. You see a lot of stuff on Twitter, on TikTok, on Google, wherever you see it. I want to see if it's the real deal come the draft. Will, you're going to be, you're representing Flex Fantasy, who's going to be our big sponsor for this season. Very excited to get that off. And we've already been running the commercials pre-roll and, and looking forward to a great partnership this this year. We're going to be the, doing the tournaments of champions. I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that before we get started. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. So uh, Flex Fantasy uh, last year launched um, as a Get Props and um, now rebranded to Flex Fantasy. It's, it's a great platform. You can go ahead and sync your fantasy, already existing fantasy team, whether it be on Yahoo or Sleeper. And the Tournament of Champions um, last year was eight contestants. You were part of it. Dan, this year it's uh we doubled it to sixteen, so it's gonna be big. It's gonna start the week of uh week five, which is uh October third. So it's gonna be a good thing. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Also looking forward to getting some challenges. Just good to give you guys a heads up. Here's what we're gonna be doing this this year. It's gonna be like a a charity challenge that I'm actually going to do. So I'm gonna put up like ten dollars of my own money, challenge you guys to take me on. And if I win, I'm just simply going to donate your money to the Alex's Lemonade Stand, which is somebody we work with with Belly Up Fantasy doing the Belly Up Bowl anyway. And if you win, you get to pocket my 10 bucks. So either way, either your heart is richer or your pocket is richer. There's really no reason not to be competing with me on Flex Fantasy. And you'll get some bragging rights if, if you happen to be good enough to beat me there too. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well. I'm super excited. Justin was kind of alluded to it. It's draft season. You got all this preseason football that happened last week, more tonight and tomorrow. So I'm ready to kind of talk football, but I also, you know, really excited about what we talked about. Alex Lemonade stands definitely a good cause, and hopefully everybody kind of jumps in. And you know, you, everybody kind of underplayed it. Dan, Dan's plans to get some top competition in this tournament. This this tournament he's going to be in. Yeah, can't wait. I, it's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a lot of fun. But let's let's go ahead and dive into this because I, I want to try to get through 16 rounds of this PPR or half point PPR mock draft because it is coming up with a big weekend this weekend. I want to get everybody the best draft strategies that they could possibly think of. And we're all spread out. We're picking from very different spots on Sleeper. I'm picking at the 101, which is something I have not done. Uh, I believe Will is picking picking from pick four. Justin's picking from pick eight. And Chris is going with the back-to-back on the other half of the round. So we're going to be able to give you different perspectives throughout where you might be picking at in your draft. So we got a good collection here. And I'm going to start this draft right away. And look, the reason why I don't love the 101 is because there's not really a good consensus 101 to go with. I'm not as big on Jonathan Taylor as a lot of other people are. I do think he's going to lose some targets out from Naeem Hines. Derrick Henry has some risk. CMC has some risk. But at the end of the day, CMC has the best overall upside. Nobody is in his class when he's healthy and playing on the field because his floor to ceiling ratio is insane. The only guy who even comes close really is Derrick Henry, and that's if he's getting 25 carries in the game. I'd rather not. Give me Christian McCaffrey. I love the way they have been already kind of getting him breaks in training camp. Like, there's no reason to overdo it with him. Like, let him attack when he's out there on the field, as they've been alluding to. Let's not overwork him. So I'm big on CMC, and that's who I'm going with my number one overall pick. And as soon like as it. we can, as soon as we can get, yeah, you guys can talk about. Yeah, let me 
what do you, what do you think, Justin, about about CMC as a number one overall? Are you going to go a different direction, or is that something you're looking at? In half point PPR league, I'm probably not going to take CMC just because I, I get it. He has the receptions, but he also has the injury risk. And to me, there's just some better options, um, even with the ceiling. You mentioned Derrick Henry having the ceiling. Like in a half point PPR, I'm I'm tending to start to go with the Jonathan Taylor, a Derrick Henry, somebody that's a little bit safer without needing the catches to, to supplement his value. So while I do like Christian McCaffrey as a one or a two option in a full point PPR league, I think when you start going half PPR, that's where I start to question his value a little bit more. He's more of a home run guy, needs the catches, not necessarily going to get you a bunch of touchdowns like Taylor or Derrick Henry will. All right, so now Will's on the clock. We had Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry come off the board. So let's see what Will's going to do here. Man, listen, I'll tell you this much. I, I don't like Justin uh you know, giving all the secrets away right there because that was my pick, Jonathan Taylor. And then I was also looking at Derrick Henry. But, um, you know, another another good uh, pickup right here, and I think um he, he's right in that number three or four spot, which I'm going to pick him up right now. But that's um, Austin Eckler. And, I um, mean, just these guys out there in, in Los Angeles, I think they're going to um, have a great, great season out there. Um, he's not only somebody that could go ahead and, and, and be a three-down back, but also come out the backfield and catch the ball. Um, and, you know, we know that Herbert could place that ball where it needs to go. So I like um, Austin Eckler at this pick right here. All right, all right. Can't complain about that. Austin Eckler, big shout-out. One of our guys we'll be talking about for Flex Fantasy this season as well. Uh and he's, his consensus right now is actually the number two. Now, I'm not as high on him there. I have him ranked, I think, at the RB8 right now. And that's anticipating that he's going to lose out, lose out on some red zone work. But the argument can't be made that his floor to ceiling ratio is similar to CMC in the fact that he's going to get that much kind of work in the passing game. So, yeah, definitely not a bad pick there. And we had Dalvin Cook come off the board. We had Cooper Cup come off the board. Then we had Najee Harris come off the board. And now we're back up to Justin's pick. Yeah, and I was really hoping Najee would fall to me here at the eight spot because I have him as potentially being a, a top three, potentially even the RB1 this season. I really love his value this year and the amount of touches he's going to get in the on the ground and in the air. Um, and so when I see all these top backs go, for me, I start to fade the consensus. This is where I think I can control the draft. Um, I know a lot of other teams are going to go running back heavy. So to me, I'm going to go grab – one of the top two receivers could be the top receiver in the game this year. I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson and get elite production out of my wide receiver. That's like my that. wide receiver I like one. I like yeah, that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I'm not sold on him as a wide as the wide receiver one. I think it's going to take a lot to supplant uh, Cooper Cup out that spot, Mr. Triple Crown. I know everybody expecting the downturn, but for me, I don't really, I, I don't expect the same numbers, but it wouldn't shock me if he's close. It's a different offense out there, man. I just think that uh, with, with Zimmer being out, you know, he pretty much uh, uh, relied heavily on the run. I think that them getting a new coach out there is going to be much better. And then also that still didn't hinder him for having a good uh, couple of years in, in, in the league, right? So I think he's going to definitely add another like three to 400 yards this year on top of uh, what he did the last couple of years, man. Well, there's, there's a couple of things for me. One is Cooper Cup obviously is going to have some regression. Now, it doesn't mean the end of the world or anything like that, but he's going to have some regression. Or Jefferson still very much making a case why he's trending up. And then also, I think Allen Robinson's going to be much more involved on a week-to-week basis than Robert Woods was last season. I think you combine all that together where you have Justin Jefferson, you have Adam Thielen, who's good, but there's a real chance that Adam Thielen may be falling off a cliff this year. So I think all of that kind of lines up for, I'm going to be bigger on Jefferson trending up rather than Cooper Cup potentially trending down a bit. 
But then let's 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 move on. So we got Jamar Chase came off the board after that. Joe Mixon, Devontae Adams. Then we get to Chris, who had the double du- back-to-back picks here. And he went Alvin Kamara, and he went Travis Kelsey. So interesting picks there. Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, Alvin Kamara, uh, people, he's not going to get suspended. If he's not going to suspend it, Alvin Kamara is good. So I'll take Alvin Kamara all day, every day at the end of the first round. And, and then as for Travis Kelsey, one of the things I always looked at, too, is how to have an advantage in my lineup. And tight end is one of the clear places you can find an advantage over most people you play against. So Travis Kelsey, to me, is a glorified receiver one. Um, you know, just talked about Cooper Cup's going to be kind of hard to take his mantle. Travis Kelsey can threaten that mantle in some aspects at the tight end position because he is going to be the Kansas City passing attack. So that's kind of what I went back back there. Love yeah, it. that's big. That's big. Alvin Kamara, again, not going to be suspended, at least probably not this season at the very minimum. Why is he not going higher in the top in the first round? I mean, that that's the big question right there. And Travis Kelsey... He had, what, 160 targets last year? Could, could that be 180 without Tyree killed there? I mean, it's, it's in the realm of outcomes, and that, that's what's so insane about it. Uh, so, yeah, I got no arguments there. What do you guys think? Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I think Travis Kelsey could be fighting for that wide receiver one position, even as a tight end. Like it's it's one of those things where he can have one of those special seasons at tight end because the team is going to need him to produce. And if he had, I mean, if you're talking 13 to 1500 yards, 100 catches, and 10 to 12 touchdowns at the tight end position, I that's completely in the realm of possibilities for me with Travis Kelsey. And at tight end, that puts you at such a, a huge advantage. I, I love the pick there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, um, years ago, um, I remember picking a uh, Kelsey and somebody made a made a comment like, oh, you're picking a, a tight end in the third round. I'm like, yeah, you can't even think about the position. I mean, his production is up there with wide receivers. Right. And I think with the um, the addition of Juju Mishusher, but then also like Tyreek Hill being in Miami, he's going to get even more targets. And we saw what he was able to do in that offense with Hill in in there um, at a, at KC. So I definitely love Kelsey this year. I mean, he should definitely be. Again, like like competing with some wide receivers. I don't know about um, wide receiver one, but probably in the top ten. <laughs> well, that was the thing. Like last year was like it, everybody wanted to take Travis Kelsey in the first round last year, and he kind of got burnt to it some to some degree because Mark Andrews wanted to be in the tight end one. He don't want to take a tight end if he's not going to be the tight end one in the first round, which I get. But of all the years to contemplate Travis Kelsey as a first rounder, I mean, this has to be that year. But so then after that, we came off DeAndre Swift. CeeDee Lamb, Tyreek Hill, we got back to Justin's pick, and he took Saquon Barkley. Yeah, and the same reasons, you know, that I think a lot of people love Christian McCaffrey at the number one spot. I love Saquon Barkley here in the second round. To me, he has very similar upside. We've seen him finish as the RB1, and to be honest, it wouldn't surprise me or shock me if it happened again at some point in his career, let alone be this year. The, the line has improved. The team is getting healthier. He has the right offensive coach offensive coordinator in the building that can get him the production he needs and they're trying to get him involved in the passing game to me it screams unlimited upside with Saquon Saquon Barkley especially if you're ignoring injuries can't disagree so then we saw Stephon Diggs come off Javante Williams Aaron Jones and we get to Will's pick here back in the second round so here I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go for a little reach man I'm gonna go for a little reach but I think it's gonna definitely pay off um this guy didn't see the end zone a lot but I think that he's going to um, have a, a great season. And if you look, watched him in college, I mean, this guy was listed as a tight end, but was putting up some wide receiver numbers. I'm going to have to go with Kyle Pitts over here um, at this pick here in, in, in the second round. 
in my second pick, man, because I think he's going to do well. So I don't care if it's going to be Marcus Mariota back there or if it's going to be Ritter from the University of Cincinnati being a rookie. Um, I just think that they're going to um, find them often out there in the offense. And and they're going to be playing from behind a lot. So they're going to have to um, they're going to have to um, give up on the uh, on the on the uh, on the run game early. So here's the question. Do you feel like the switch from Matt Ryan to either a Mariota or a Ritter? leads to him being better in the red zone because that that's what held him back essentially last year yeah absolutely i mean if you look at matt ryan i mean he's not mobile right and we know that uh both uh mariota has proven not only in college but also in the league being able to run and pick up yardage there and then also create um it, when things don't don't go right and then ritter as well he showed signs of that in cincinnati now he's not a run first quarterback but he's able to, to to move so i think both of those guys are definitely more mobile than than matt ryan so i think that uh you know cal pitts is going to put himself in position where he's going to be that that first receiver um trying to get those guys out the jam yeah i don't have Kyle pitts necessarily that high but i i definitely agree with him you know delaney walker did pretty well with with Marcus Mariota in Tennessee, so he definitely can feed the tight end position. I love. I'm all in on Kyle Pitts this year, baby. I love the pick, and you know it's a little bit of a reach, but I think it'll be worth it, man. The linebackers got to spy somebody now with Mariota there, and we see that with a lot with mobile quarterbacks in the red zone. Dawson Knox with Josh, with Josh Allen, George Kittle is going to be doing the same thing with Trey Lance. I love it, man. I love the pick. Well, Appreciate especially with Drake London that. being there too, you're gonna have you're gonna have somebody mm-hmm. to be able to take some of the heat off of him as well. Something he didn't really have for the majority of last season. So after after Kyle Pitts went Josh Allen in the second round, BTW. I don't recommend that if you can if you can avoid that in your drafts. That would be something to avoid. That was a sleeper bot there, so I don't have to go into that with anybody here. <laughs> Nick Chubb comes off the board after that, and then. I did something I don't normally do, and I just, I'm going robust RB apparently here with this first pick overall. I came back with the flip, and I went with Leonard Fournette and Cam Akers. Leonard Fournette because he is one of the safest floors out of any of the running backs that I have right around the top 15 right now. I'm not worried about Rashad White at all. He's gotten back into shape. I know he's going to get all the volume, so I have no concerns there. And then I decided to go with Cam Akers, who I right now have rated as my RB12. So I have him as a low-end running back one. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey, if you've had a bladder leak today, listen up. I get it. I tried pills and pads for years but couldn't find relief until I found Axonix Therapy. It's a tiny device that put me back in control of my bladder. Why not see if it could work for you? Visit findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonix is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. I've said this before, and I'll keep saying it again. Not buying into any hype or news or anything that says that Cam Akers and Darrell Henderson are splitting. The reason why, Sean McVay showed you all you needed to know last season when he came off of five to six months of recovery time from an Achilles injury, came back and got 20 carries his first game back. 
he wants to use the one guy if he has the abilities to do that. I love Cam Akers' ability. I think him coming back last year and being able to recover since that time period sets him up very well to get back in the position to be the explosive running back that he is. Oh, and by the way, whoever is the RB1 for the Rams tends to score pretty well. So give me Cam Akers as my third running back as my flex in this situation. What do you guys real, think, Ted, Justin? Real quick on that. Does it concern you at all? Like, obviously, he didn't perform well coming, you know, back into the postseason off the injury. But does it concern you at all knowing that the Rams are trying to make a Super Bowl run and that they're talking about splitting the work a little bit more? Darrell Henderson was also a little hurt last year. Does it concern you at all that there could potentially be more of a split than we want throughout the regular season? And then maybe they they lean on them heavy in the in the postseason. But like at least in the regular season, there might be a little bit more of a split than people think. No, I'm not concerned about it. Sean McVay always talks about a split and then turns around and hands his future number one, like 20 carries anyway. That's just what he does when it comes down. That's what he wants to do. Take, take last year, for instance. There was this, all this talk about, you know, after K-Makers went down, Darrell Henderson was still going to split with guys like Jake Funk and all these other guys. Like, oh, yeah, it's still going to be a rotation because we don't want to overwork. That's not what wound up happening. And he went down, they brought in Sony Michelle, and Sony Michelle got all the work. He wants to feature one guy if he can at all help it. I'm looking at Henderson as more of a handcuff, not as a guy who I expect to actually split work. But let's move on. So we got Mike Evans who came in the third round after that. Then Mark Andrews comes off the board. We get back to Will's pick, and he goes Travis Etienne. Yeah, listen, um, unfortunately, we weren't able to see him play last year, but um, we, we, I'm going to go ahead and just um, have to lean on the fact that he has that chemistry already with Trevor Lawrence dating back to their days in Clemson. And then also, he's just another back that only, not only could get it done on the run game, but also passing out the backfield. So I love Travis Etienne this year. Hard to argue. Hard to argue. Look, we don't know what James Robinson is going to be when he comes back. Now, I'm higher on James Robinson than most. I got him at RB31. But... I still have Travis Etienne ranked higher. I got him at RB24 right now in half-point PPR leagues. There's no doubt he's going to get the majority of the passing work. And if Robinson is not back to his explosive self, well, then more of the work's going to shift towards his direction to begin with. So, yeah, I got no problems there, especially it's the perfect flex guy in this situation or a perfect third-round pick, I should say, uh, in this situation. And then after that, we saw Ezekiel Elliott come off the board. That's a steal, by the way. Yeah. Everyone's sleeping on Elliott so much with Tony Pollard and everything like that. Look, Elliott in the third round, he's still going to get all the work. He's, it's not going to be even at best. It's going to be a 65, 35 split between him and Tony Pollard. It's still a good team. It's still a good offense. That's the steal. Don't keep sleeping on Elliott the way some people have. Patrick Mahomes comes off the board. Yeah. Not great about, I don't feel great about that. And then David <laughs> Montgomery. And then we get the Justin's pick. He takes Debo Samuel there in the third round. Yeah, and it's not just because you see the Niner stuff in the background. It's because that's a huge value there in the third round. I think Debo Samuel has been faded a little too heavily since he talked about not wanting to be in the in the wide back role, quote unquote. And then all the trade talk was happening with San Francisco, and I think his ADP crept so low that now he's a value going as the wide receiver nine in our draft when he finishes the top three receiver last year. So to me, even in a, in a half point PPR league. I love the value I'm getting with Debo out of this pick. I don't know what's going to go on with Trey Lance. I know Ayuk's his guy, but to me, uh, Debo is still going to be involved in half-point PPR in the, in the run game as well. So I love the pick. Well, and I'll say this too. As soon as he got paid, he was like, well, I'll do whatever it takes to win. So <laughs> yeah. I, do, I do think he's going to get quite a few carries uh, coming out of the backfield too. So then we saw, we saw Brees Hall come off the board, A.J. Brown, T. Higgins, we got the Chris's first pick, which is James Conner, and he's contemplating what his next pick in the fourth round is going to be with a very concentrated face 
if you're not <laughs> not watching this on YouTube and you're just listening to this on the podcast, he's a very concentrated face right now, trying to figure out this fourth round pick. And he I'm, goes I'm prepared, I'm, with DK Metcalf. Go ahead. I'm preparing for my flack that I was going to hear for my pick because there's I know there's other receivers higher on the board, but I'm going to go with the freak of nature with DK Metcalf with that second pick. And the first pick I went with James Conner there. I think it's outstanding value at the end of the third round. A guy who definitely can be an RB1 or have that potential to be so. Gets the ball out of the backfield, scored an amazing amount of touchdowns. Arizona's offense is going to be good still with Marquise Brown. And like I said, I'm coming with, with – I believe in the hype. I believe in DK. I believe that it didn't matter if it's Geno, it's Drew Locke, who it is. We get the ball in the Stallions' hands. The guys like Tyrell Owens the ball. I, I love what he can do. So I'm going to bet on the, you know, the guy who can get double the touchdowns, can get you 1,200 guards. And – you know, look at those numbers with Geno Smith as a quarterback last year. DK wasn't bad. Yeah, uh, you're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs for taking him over Keenan Allen. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm, just I, saying. I'm not big on Keenan Allen's red zone potential, so I'll, I'll, I'll be cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> so after that, we had Michael Pittman come off the board. We had Justin Herbert come off the board. Three quarterbacks in the first four rounds. All right, just FYI, guys, don't do that in your home leagues. You're going in this weekend. Single quarterback leagues, wait a little bit longer. Definitely don't have a situation where there's three quarterbacks coming off in the first four rounds. Definitely avoid that. Terry McLaurin comes off, and then we get back to Justin, who's contemplating his next pick. I'm here, man. You know, this it's a tough position because when I look at, you know, Keenan Allen and Deontay Johnson, a lot of their value is heavily booked in the reception game. And half-point PPR doesn't really matter as much. And so then I go to the, to the running backs, and I'm looking. We're starting to get into that running back dead zone, right, that dreaded running back dead zone. So to me, I might be fading this running back and wide receiver class and going and getting the guy that I just talked about, I think, having an improved role I got a little wide receiver and tight end stack now. George Kittle's home. Look at that. Look at that. Don't call him a homer, but he does have 49ers back to back. I might get another piece, too. (laughs) (laughs) No, George Kittle in the fourth round, no one can argue that. All right. Is he a bit boomer bust, you know, frustratingly speaking? Yeah, it does seem to pay out that way, but he always finishes as a top three, top four tight end, too. So no one can argue with that pick, I don't think, there. I, I don't know if anybody else has a comment on George Kittle in the, fir- in the fourth, fourth round. No, I think that you definitely have the boom factor. You're going to have two or three games where he has 200 yards, and you're just going to have a lot of games where he has, like, one you know one reception. And Kyle Shannon hasn't blocked every play for some reason. You know, one of the things I think about George Kittle, though, and even Darren Waller, is that their situation maybe didn't improve for them yardage-wise, like Devontae Adams coming in for Darren Waller or maybe Tra- Trey Lance coming in for George Kittle. But I think both of those guys – we'll see a lot better production in the red zone. I really think that the same reason we were talking about with Kyle Pitts, I see a lot of that going on with George Kittle, where the team has to spy Trey Lance now. team has to put extra coverage towards Devontae Adams now, so things are going to open up for Waller, where those guys were seeing a lot of elite linebacker and safety coverage. So I think it's a a good thing for both of those tight ends. And that's a key point, because touchdowns has been what's held George Kittle back from being more consistent, from being potentially – number one tight end, which, frankly, he could and should be. After that, we saw Darren Waller come off the board, then Keenan Allen in the fourth round. That's a hell of a steal. Antonio Gibson, ugh, we're staying away from that. <laughs> the boss. And then, <laughs> the, the boss are killing me today. And then we go Jerry Judy there with Will's pick. So, listen, um, in, in my other, again, we, we, we touched on the quarterback, so that's why I haven't, uh, you know, went there. But Russell Wilson, I just think he's going to have a phenomenal year out there in Denver. And I think Jerry Judy was, is going to um, have a, bear, a very uh, good year. And I think he, he may uh, surpass Sutton. 
out there. Uh, you know, again, I, I I watched this guy play back in t- to his days in Alabama, so I think he's gonna have some of that that good production. He didn't fare well, obviously, with a uh, Bridgewater and, and Drew Locke out there, but I think it's gonna be a different game for him coming into year three. Well, what's interesting, and we'll get to it in just a second here. Uh, Deontay Johnson comes off, and then I can't read that. J.K. Dobbins came off after that, and then we get to my picks, and then I went Cortland Sutton there. I actually do have Sutton ahead of Jerry Judy heading into this season. I just think he fits better with Russell Wilson. I think he plays more of that DK Metcalf role, but I think he's actually a more polished wide receiver. Not a better athlete, maybe not even necessarily a better player, but I think he's more polished type of wide receiver. He runs better routes. He's been he's been doing that since college. DK Metcalf still still has a lot to go when it comes to running routes and stuff and the nuances of it. And I think Sutton has that down. And now that he's going to be a year removed from the ACL injury and not having to deal with a Drew Locke and not having to deal with Teddy Bridgewater, uh, he's going to have more chances for those explosive plays down the field, especially deep touchdowns. So I actually like Sutton a bit more than Jerry Judy in this year. Now, both of them are great. I don't want to get this twisted as like I'm not a Jerry Judy fan because I definitely am. But I do have him a little bit higher. And then Chris Godwin, I'm getting super, I'm getting super ballsy on Chris Godwin now. Now that he's been back at practice, now that he's running routes, now that everyone expects him to be back full go week one, I am all about Chris Godwin. You have Mike Evans, who's been getting a little less efficient over the past couple of seasons. And Godwin now with no Antonio Brown in his way. No, I'm not worried about Julio Jones when it comes to Chris Godwin. He's going to light it up with those targets. So I'm big on Chris Godwin. And to be able to start off robust RB and come back with these two wide receivers, I'm pretty excited. Yo, love the Godwin pick in the fifth round. That was a, I feel like Godwin is a top 15 wide receiver when he plays. So you give him three weeks to get back in shape. I love the Godwin, the Godwin play, you know, Easily. he's going wide receiver 20 right there. Like that's, that's love. And then the Sutton and Judy thing, I'm on team Judy, baby. Will, I'm in your Let's corner. Go. On one. Let's go, man. Let's go. <laughs> Nicely done. So then after that, we saw Lamar Jackson come off the board and then Mike Williams. Then we get back to Will's pick here in the fifth round. All right, so um, man, I'm gonna have to go with another uh, another wide receiver here, and I'm I'm loving. All right, so this this pick right here, you know, I'm all in on him this year as well. Uh, Tua, I think you know with, with a with a change in in, in coach, um, Tua is gonna be doing his thing. So I think that uh, Waddle is gonna get a lot of a lot of receptions just because you're gonna you're gonna have to respect Hill and you're gonna have to double. He's going to find himself in a lot of double situations, which is going to um, leave Waddle open for, for some more targets out there in Miami. So I love Waddle to um, to go off again this year. I mean, listen, back-to-back two former, former Alabama guys there, man. So, you know, saying roll tie. <laughs> uh, look, Will, I don't know if you've been following me on social media at all, but uh, I just listed out earlier today, Jalen Waddle is my number one bust for the oh, wide receiver. Man. Now, Comparatively speaking to his ADP. Now you got you to explain that, Dan. I mean, come on now. Oh, I am. So his ADP is at wide receiver 14. I have him ranked at wide receiver 35 right now. So it's in relevance oh. to his ADP. Uh, but I'm pretty sure last year, the reason why he was, and I love Jalen Wall. This does not get this twisted. I, I love the player, love the athletic profile coming out of college. But he lived on volume, and he had to live on volume. As for explosive receiver as he was, to it and throw the ball deep. And to has been a terrible quarterback when going deep. And he hasn't been a great quarterback in the red zone. And when he put in Tyreek Hill with Mike McDaniel and what they had to give up to get him and what they had to pay him, he's going to be the featured wide receiver. Look at Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. 
The only time Brandon Ayuk actually became a thing last year was when Debo Sam was getting like 10 carries in the backfield. Tyreek Hill is not going to get 10 carries in the backfield. They might move him back there once in a while, but it ain't going to be on the same level. This I understand that, but what do you? What are you, you going to do when he gets doubled, though, right? You're going to have no no choice but to um, um look at Waddle in those situations. So I think that's, that's, that's going to happen in a lot of the games. I mean, we've we seen what what uh what some teams try to do with Hill in, in KC. He still was able to break some of that coverage, and that's why, you know, Kelsey was able to eat and then some sometimes Pringle um, and, and also uh, Nicole Hartman. But I just think that Waddle's a much better, than, uh, much better player than, than all those uh, other receivers out there in KC, and he's going to definitely eat again this year, in my opinion. Chris, you had your hand up. What's up? Yeah, I was just going to kind of split the difference. Like, look, I don't think Jalen Waddle is a top 15 receiver this year, and I love Jalen Waddle more than anybody. I, I don't think he was very far behind Jamar Chase on my on my draft coming out. Having said that, you hit the nail on the head. There was a lot of volume last year, but maybe Jalen Waddle could also use some of that speed that he's known for, maybe the explosiveness, and he actually stick on the field. So he doesn't necessarily have that same kind of receptions. And you keep using the 49ers, and this is where I kind of fall in the middle. I don't believe Mike McDaniel is falling from the Kyle Shanahan because I'll tell oh, another receiver tree, look at a Cooper Cup and a Robert Woods in the Rams and tell me two receivers can't be in the top 25. So there's where I have the difference. I think this is going to be more like the Rams offense and not like the 49ers offense. So I said I, said, I, said, I split the difference. I don't think it's going to be top 15, but I can't go number 34. We'll have yeah. to see We'll I, I had Waddles. I'm gonna give my little parting thoughts. You know, I gotta say something about this one. We, this is a I like this combo, baby. So Waddle <laughs> with me was a fade coming into the like earlier in the offseason was a fade because he was going in the top 15. And now his ADP has been cruising into that 20 to 25 range. To me, that's that's high-end wide receiver three. I love getting fifth round to me. You're getting a lot of value with Waddle. Now that's that's about where I would take him, and I feel like that's it's a solid way because Mike McDaniel is able to support two valuable receivers now, two top twelve receivers, top fifteen. I don't know. I think it's good value here in the fifth round. The fifth round's better than what I've seen it go most times. I will say that I've seen Waddle go in the second, third round, and I just I shake oh, my nah, head every, nah, every nah, time nah, I see I mean, that. Yeah, nah. And that's what happens when you're rating the top fifteen wide receivers. That can wind up happening quite a bit. So after that, we saw DJ Moore come off Amari Cooper. Josh Jacobs, and then we got to Justin's pick there, and he goes Michael Thomas. Had to go Michael Thomas, man. The upside, I feel like uh, he's a top ah. receiver right now. 26, wide receiver 26 to 27 in the draft right now, and, and I think he's a top 20 guy when he plays. So if he's healthy, if Jameis is fully healthy and Mike Thomas is back, I think having him as my wide receiver three is a uh, is a winning strategy. All the reports are he's looking good, he's making his cuts, and he's getting separation right now. It's, it's, it's looking pretty promising. We see Elijah Mitchell come off, Allen Robinson, Kyler Murray, and then we get to Chris. He goes Marquise Brown and comes back with Dalton Schultz. Yeah, uh, damn, Justin jumped on the guy that I was definitely hoping was going to fall to me because I think Michael Thomas definitely has you know, one of the few guys left in the board being receiver one. I mean, this guy, people forget how much of a study he can be, and I totally agree. James Winston healthy can feed a lot of receivers in that offense. So I'm going to go Marquise Brown, one of the guys I think has more upside than a lot of guys left on the board. I love the fit with him and Kyler. They played together in Oklahoma. Um, Marquise Brown is kind of was underutilized in the Ravens to call, say the, the nicest. Um, and I think that he's got a chance to kind of be a stallion in this offense. I think you're going to see him heavily involved. Kingsbury does a good job getting the speed guys in space. So I love Marquise Brown's upside. And Dalton Schultz, I've been banging the drum all summer long. I've been eating a lot of, you know, flack for pe- from people. I have my second tight end on the board. I think Dak Prescott loves him. 
I think he's going to be the second most important receiver on that offense to C.D. Lamb, but he won't be far behind when it comes to red zone usage and when it comes to the you know who, who you're going to have week in, week out, have six or seven catches. It's going to be Dalton Schultz. Tight ends are hard to find, guys that are super consistent. I got both of them. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. I didn't yeah. too, huh? Yeah, that, I that's a also, little much. Well, here's my thing. And I also, this is where I'm kind of trying to give Dan a kind of talking point. Dan, and it, he also likes to have trade things. And for me, Dalton Schultz, when you look at the tight end Bennett Ward, is a guy that and he has a couple good games. People will be hungry for a tight end. And it's definitely something you can kind of hold over their head. I do this with quarterbacks also later on in drafts where, I, you know, I'm not going to play them all, but you don't have one either. So also advantage that way. So, yeah, I, it's also kind of double dipped as well. Yeah, Dalton Schultz is definitely he's he's my tear drop right there. Once you get to Dalton Schultz, I have a little bit of a gap between him and when you get to Hawkinson and Dallas Goddard, and then I have a really big drop after those guys. And I will say, like we talked about Travis Kelsey, could he be a top ten wide receiver if he's playing your flex? There's worse things than that too. So rush construction wise, I think it works out okay. Uh, but here's what we gotta do: we gotta take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we're gonna get through as much of this half point PPR mock draft as we possibly can. So everybody, stay tuned. The MD's Fantasy Football Show. We'll be back right after this support for today's episode comes from true classic this brand new sponsor has the absolute best fitting t-shirts a man can buy finding the right t-shirt with a little bit of a dad bod is incredibly frustrating most t-shirts are either too tight on your gut or look way too big and boxy you're not in high school anymore and it's time to upgrade True Classic has already helped over 2 million men finally get a better fit at an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the best deal they offer. For a limited time only, get 20% off with promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at trueclassic.com. Almost all men's t-shirts are designed to look good on skinny models with six packs, but most of us aren't packing anything but a few beers. Fellas, you are wearing the wrong clothes. True Classic tees taper off towards the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders. It's time to highlight your best attributes with a t-shirt you can always confidently throw on. True Classic doesn't just stop at tees. They are your one-stop shop for men's essentials. Super easy and simple to fill out your wardrobe. From polos and workout shirts with the same flattering fit to boxer briefs designed with a pouch to keep your bulge nice and comfortable. All their gear is top-notch quality at reasonable prices. It's about time you learn how to dress yourself properly. Upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic and get 25% off at trueclassic.com with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Free shipping included on purchases 
over $100 and 100% risk-free guarantee with a 30-day return policy. Stay classy with True Classic. Your dad bod will thank you. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Maynard. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Welcome back in, MD Nation, to the show. We're going over a half-point PPR mock draft for you guys. Live on our YouTube channel and, of course, live on BellyUp.TV on any mobile and TV app device. Make sure to check us out after the show on your favorite podcast app and give us a five-star review. That really helps out the show quite a bit. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater, joined here with my co-host, Chris Dauhauer, and two great guests, Justin and Will, as we've been working our way through this mock draft with a lot of a lot of great tips because we're drafting from every different section, I would say, of a 12-man league, giving you guys a little, little bit of perspective from all different angles. So we talked about Chris's picks right before the break. Then we had Damian Harris come off the board. Then we had Miles Sanders, Brandon Cooks. Then we got the Justin's pick, and he is a bastard because he took Rashad Bateman, who's who I was hoping would fall to me. But talk about that pick real quick. Yeah, I felt like I reached a little bit on Michael Thomas, but I knew I wanted to get one of two players on the way back. So I was like, let me go ahead and get Michael Thomas on that pick. And Rashad Bateman to me uh, is screaming with upside. I feel like he's going to fit somewhere in that wide receiver 15 to 20 range. And you can get him in the sixth round. A lot of boards have him in the like late 70s. And to me, that's just outright disrespect of what that man's going to be capable of doing as the wide receiver one for this team. So uh, I love Rashad Bateman at that spot. Yeah, I, look, I, I have Rashad Bateman ranked well ahead of the ADP, ranked well ahead of the ECR. I have him in the top 24, and I actually think he has top 12 potential. Look, Marquise Brown, 140 targets. Does Rashad Bateman get to 140? Probably not if they're getting back to the basics like they said they are from a couple of years ago, being more of a run-first team. But does he guarantee, like, 120 target floor? Yeah. Do I Did I comp him to DeAndre Hopkins with his route-running ability and overall? Yeah. So, yeah, I love Rashad Bateman. A lot there, and I was really hoping he'd fall to me, but you sniped him from me anyway. <laughs> then we had Joe Burrow come off the board, TJ Hawkinson, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and then we got the Wills pick, who also – what is with you guys? You both are just sniping the hell out of me right now. He goes with Drake London, who I'm also has my number one sleeper heading into com- – compared to his ADP heading into this week's draft. So, go ahead, Will. Talk about Drake London. Listen, um, again, I just think that Atlanta is going to pretty much um, be on the season and, and, and compete for a top three pick. Um, in, in next year's draft. And, and again, they're going to be playing from behind a, a lot this year, if not in every single game. So I, I like not only Kyle Pitts, but then also Drake London out there in the receiving game to, to get all those targets out there in Atlanta. And also him being the first wide receiver um, to get drafted in last year's draft. You know, he, ha- he has to um, get, get, get all that action this year in Atlanta. Okay, okay. You know, I'm trying to make this last. Yeah, Drake, quick. Drake Lennon to me, man, it's uh, he's going to step into a role. I'm not. I think their focus is on Kyle Pitts, getting him involved early. So I like that. You got that team stack too, the wide receiver tight end stack. I ain't mad at you, Will, but I think that Drake Lennon is a little bit slower to get to that wide receiver three spot than people think this year, just because the quarterback situation. There's not a lot of ball to go around. 
Yeah, I mean, but this guy's a pure athlete, right? If you looked at when he was at USC, he went he went there originally to play basketball, right? So and, and everything that's coming out of camp, unless like he he they're only uploading his like his best catches out there, but he seems to be doing good out there, man, in camp in uh, in Atlanta. So I think that uh, this is going to be a good a good a good turnout for him, even though the the record is not going to pretty much show it. So over here with my second pick going um coming back. Uh man. Well, you, you think about that, and I, let me talk about my picks, too, because I had there in between. So I had State Brown come off, Juju Smith-Schuster, and then I had my back-to-back picks. Now with Hopkins, I feel so good about my Sutton Godwin to start off. I'm like, you know what? Give me the guy who, for the playoff run, the championship run, could be a wide receiver one to pair up with those guys. Now, son, I'm feeling very, very strong about that. I don't need to lean on him the beginning of the season so because I'll be all right everywhere else. I just had to replace a wide receiver three. Not going to be overly difficult, especially with how deep the wide receiver class is. And then I follow that up with Cordell Patterson because the value in the seventh round, I'm all about Cordell Patterson. I don't get this idea that he's going to have this drastic drop-off when his role is going to stay exactly the same. And as we talked about a little bit on this show already, I expect this team to be, if nothing else, more efficient in the red zone. So I like Cordell Patterson a lot, even if his touchdown rate comes down a little bit because it was very sky high last season. Getting him involved, whether it's 12 to 15 touches, both on the ground and through the air, I got him ranked as a RB24 right now. Give me that as my fourth running back off my board, and I got myself covered in case there's an issue with Cam makers, in case there's an issue with CMC trying to get back and staying healthy. Yo. One thing, man, D-Hop in the sixth is crazy to me. But if I was you, I would have took CPAT first and then took D-Hop just to say I got him in the seventh round. It's amazing <laughs> you're getting that type of value in the sixth, seventh round, man. That was the other player I was talking about at that spot. That's true. I should have thought about that. But, you know, back-to-back picks, you don't think about it too much. <laughs> That's so one I, of those, we like, smelled- you didn't get him in the seventh round? Like, yeah, I did get him in the seventh round. <laughs> If we were doing keeper situations, totally different story. Then I would have thought about that. Something to kind of keep in mind if you are playing with keepers in your drafts coming up this weekend. Uh, Darnell Mooney comes off the board. Then A.J. Dillon. Ken Walker is Will's pick. Are you not worried about the groin issue that Pete Carroll's been very, you know, kind of weird about? Nah, I think he's going to be good. I mean, we're, we're a couple weeks away, right? Probably like three weeks away from the season um, starting. So I think he's going to be 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 good. And, and then also, I just think that Seattle is going to be another team out there. They're going to pretty much punt the season. And even if they're not, they don't have a, a good viable um, player at, at the at the quarterback position, it, whether it be Geno Smith or Drew Locke starting. So I like Kenneth Walker to get a lot of a, a lot of carries and then also a lot of looks coming out the backfield as well. We know Rashad Penny is not going to last the whole season. We know Kenneth Walker could do a little bit of everything. So, yeah, I like, especially the second half of the season when you're making your playoff run. Yeah, I think Kenneth Walker is going to be big time, if not even maybe a little bit earlier, assuming he's healthy. After that, Jalen Hurts comes off the board, Adam Thielen, Gabriel Davis, and then we get back to Justin's pick, and he goes Kareem Hunt in the seventh round. Yeah, Kareem Hunt, to me, is one of the better dead zone uh, running backs. And to me, uh, I needed to shore up the position. I didn't have a second one. I went right, wide receiver heavy. But Kareem Hunt not only catches the ball, he, he's involved in the red uh, red zone. If anything ever happens to Nick Chuck where he gets nicked up or he gets traded at the deadline, uh, it's all skies up for Kareem Hunt. So I like the value there. Kareem Hunt, somebody who's consistently finished as a top 26 running back the past two seasons with Nick Chubb. They're both going to get work. Uh, am I worried about Jacoby Meyer, uh, Jacoby Brissett? To a degree, but look at Brissett's numbers over the past two years. It's not really that different than what we saw with Baker Mayfield last season. 
from a numbers perspective. And Kareem Hunt was still very good as long as they're both healthy and on the field. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. I talked about this before. Backfields that I'm willing to take both guys. The Browns are still a backfield that I'm willing to take Chubb, and I'm still willing to take Hunt at the right value. But then we saw Russell Wilson come off. Tony Pollard, Dallas Goddard comes off the board. So now we're in that 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 tier drop off the tight end where it's just pretty much take your shot on your guy. Tom Brady and Elijah Moore come off with Chris here. Yeah, I feel like people keep writing Tom Brady off in fantasy year after year for some reason. Uh, this guy's got a pretty good receiving core. And if he's going to be out there, now I'm not really sure about what he's coming back in this whole thing off the field thing, but if Tom Brady's there for the full season, this guy's been in top five last year, has no reason he shouldn't, couldn't threaten to be the top five again this year. So for me, when the QB1's left on the board, I'm going Tom Brady all day. And I followed that up with the upside, I think, with Elijah Moore, a guy that we saw spurts as a receiver one production for you know about four or five games there before he got his injury. The guy that I probably feel trust the most in his passing attack for the Jets. I love you know what they kind of have in place, but I think there's a lot of mouths to feed. The one guy I'm not too worried about getting his mouth fed is Elijah Moore. Yeah, they've talked about him being number one receiver. That's been the guy. It's not Corey Davis. It's not Garrett Wilson who took the top ten. It's been Elijah Moore. We saw them have a rapport, him and Zach Wilson, that is, at the end of last season, Elijah Moore was a top three receiver during that stretch. So, yeah, there's a lot of things to like there. I'm with you. Tom Brady, especially at that point in the draft, has been very good. Either they're going to be a pass-first team. Not much is going to change there. Yeah, I'm willing to roll in the dice with him when it was probably going to be his last season. Then we had, after that coming off, we had Devonta Smith, Devin Singleton, Devin Singletary, Traylon Burks, and then we get to Justin's pick, which this had to be inevitable. He had Debo. He had George Kittle. Of course, he takes Trey Lance here. I'm buying it. I'm buying it, and I have him pegged as at least a top eight quarterback this season. I feel like he's he for sure will be in that Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray type of range, and he has upside for more. So I like getting the value here, especially because we're feeling the pressure. Everybody has a quarterback right now, uh, and with these bots, you never know if they're going to start taking a second one here soon. That's a valid. That's a valid point. Then after that, Hunter Renfro comes off the board. Rashad Penny, Chase Edmonds, and then we get the Will's pick, and he takes his first quarterback off the board with Derek Carr. Listen, um, Derek Carr had a great year uh, last year with without Devontae Adams being on the on the team. I think that this year, obviously, he's going to um, have a much better um, year passing. He's going to surpass, I think, fifty two hundred passing yards out there in 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 Las Vegas, and also the addition of uh, Josh McDaniels. Uh, we, we saw what he did in his short stint as the um, head coach out there in Denver. So I think that him being out there in in, in Las in, in Las Vegas, learning his lesson um, from his first stint as a head coach in Denver, he's going to definitely uh, let Derek Carr do his thing and then also get it to all the weapons that he has out there. And we know that he could uh, he could sling it. And also, they got that chemistry, again, dating back to their days in Fresno State back in uh, college. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I have Derek Carr finally eclipsing Aaron Rodgers in my pre-draft rankings this year for that reason. That's only by one spot, but puts him in the top 12, and Rodgers is sitting outside my top 12 at 13 right now for, for that exact reason. We see Melvin Gorey come off the board, and then the stupid bot freaking sniped me with Zach Ertz because I was I where it. I was trying to go here to like round out. I was like, all right, Zach Ertz my last like tight end tier, and we're going lower than that. And of course, they they went there. So what the? I just what is that? So <laughs> then I decided to take Dak Prescott for my first quarterback. He's the last top ten quarterback that I had on my board, or inside the top ten, I should say, on my board at that point. 
and they came back with Robert Woods, who I'm very big on this year. Look, I have him ranked ahead of Traylon Burks. All counts is that he's healthy. And while I love Burks and his talent and what he could be in the second half of the season, I do have a lot of questions because I do know that Woods, as the veteran wide receiver, will likely have a better rapport with Ryan Tannehill, especially to start off the year. And plus, he's not a bad receiver. So to take him here, to be my guy, to be my wide receiver three until DeAndre Hopkins comes back, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about that. Then we go Brandon Ayuk, Chris Olave, and then we go kicker with Will. Explain yourself. Well, listen, um, again, you can't get caught up in the position, as we, we as we alluded to uh, with with Travis Kelsey. Justin Tucker is definitely the best kicker in the in the league right now. And he's also, you know, sometimes um, on a weekly basis does put up more points than some skill position players. So um, I just think that uh, out there in Baltimore, they're always going to be in, in, in more or less scoring position with Lamar um, at a. That's under center. So I like I like the the Justin Tucker pick. Again, a lot of people don't like it. It may be a reach, but you know, I'd rather get him than than be sniped later on by the bots. I'm scared of the bots. I'm so scared of the bots. <laughs> I think you could have waited to like the twelfth round so gotten him though. True, true. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. Maybe all, not. Hey, all, I know is, all I know is Sleeper was like, what the? I heard the, the <laughs> thing in my ear. That was so funny, man. I know. That's not even my sound effect. That's the Sleeper sound effect saying, wow. <laughs> and then after that, we had Tyler Lockett come off the board. Dawson Knox, Aaron Rodgers. Then we get back to Justin's pick, and he takes Alan Lazar, which I really like that pick at that spot. You know, somebody has to be on Aaron Rodgers, number one. He's been the talk of the town. The young receivers aren't doing what they're supposed to do. I think here I already have four qualified receivers, so if it doesn't work out, he's just on my bench. If it does work out, I got a trade chip to go get me a better running back. After that, we had Chase Claypool come off the board, James Cook, James Robinson, and then we get the Chris's back-to-back picks. He goes Ramondre Stevenson and Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I'm not worried about the bot stealing mine, Will. I'm worried about Justin stealing all my, my guys. I love the Alan Lazard. I thought that I was going to sneak him through right then there. Um, so great pick by, by Justin there. Yeah, I went with Ramondre Stevenson, a guy that I think has a lot of upside. You hear more and more out of camp about him having that quote-unquote James White role. The one thing that you know for the New England Patriots team is they usually throw the ball, of course. But if they're throwing the ball, they usually have a committee that does that. If you're going to kind of consolidate that usage, you'd love the kind of floor that Ramondre Stevenson offers you. You like that he last couple you know, last year he had about three or four game stretch where he's a flex option. Why can't he be even more? I think he's the future in the backfield for New England. So I'm going to remind you of Stevenson and follow Matthew Stafford. I talk about Tom Brady being a top five guy. The Rams, this is the second year for Matthew Stafford's offense. It was only his first year last year, guys. So he can actually get better. So why why not go Matthew Stafford, where I think could be a guy that's gonna be a stud out there? And once again, somebody else doesn't have him. Well, if nothing else, Chris, I have to say you love your depth of your positions, two quarterbacks, two tight ends. You know, he's not but trying Dan, to play the waiver wire for nothing. No, I'm not. And I'm also on a position where like you talked about tight ends and kind of like, what do I do now if a guy takes the guy that you like? Suddenly I'll look at your roster come a week, you know, four or five or six. You may be asking me, hey, I got a guy swap for one of your tight ends there. That's why you take the best value on your board. Good point. I can't disagree. So then after that, we saw Garrett Wilson come off, Pat Freer move, Damian Pierce, and then we get to Justin's pick where he goes Darrell Henderson and tries to steal my handcuff. You know, sometimes you got to have those trade pieces. And so, yeah, I was like, you know what? I know I'd be going to you. 
you got some running backs. I need some receivers. In my head, I'm thinking, I, let me get a couple of these backups, these top-end backups, and now I got some flip pieces on my bench. So I'm not normally a D. Henderson guy, but I feel really good with my starting receiving core. And the receivers that were left, Kadarius Tony, George Pickens, I feel like there's a couple other values that are still left. So let me go grab one of the best uh, backups in the game. All right, all right. We'll be making a trade later on. Don't you worry. <laughs> Michael Carter comes Michael Carter comes off. Or right, am I reading that right? Yep. Yeah. And then Sky Moore, Christian Kirk, and we get the Wills pick, and he goes with George Pickens, who's been the training camp phenom so far. Listen, this guy, I mean, a phenom, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's kind of words. That he, he's like a Hall of Famer uh, out there in Pittsburgh. <laughs> it seems like um, every, every single practice, every single game, he has um, all these highlights. So I think that he may be the, um, the wide receiver one out in uh, Pittsburgh this year over Deontay Johnson. We'll see how that goes. The only thing that concerns me is the quarterback, right? I'm not a big uh, Mitchell Trubisky guy. Um, so we'll see how, how that fares. Sometimes he can get it out to his, his players, but more times than not, he can't. I saw that firsthand out in uh, in Chicago. So here, um, you know, just uh, going with, with my guy, uh, George Pickens, I, I know a lot of people didn't like that uh, that Justin uh, Tucker pick, but but I, I feel I feel good. I, I feel good in it uh, there. And then for, for this one, this this may be like a little little reach here, but I just think that he may end up being the main guy out in Houston. So I'm going to go with Marlon Mack. Nice. Okay. Okay. That's a good pick there to the 11th spot. I will say in the George Pickens front, can anything really be worse than what Ben Roethlisberger was last season? But I'm also going to follow that up no, with, no. I want to be on record to say that I still believe in Deontay Johnson being that number one guy, and I'm not sleeping on him too hard this season because whether it was Duck Hodges, Mason Rudolph, he's still got double-digit targets. I really don't think that's going to go away. But I do think there's a real possibility George Pickens can overtake Chase Claypool this season, and that's where I think it kind of gets a little bit interesting. After that, we saw Kadarius Tony come off, then Ronald Jones, and we get to my back-to-back picks. I decided to go with Mike Isecki because I wanted to get at least one of my tight ends that was inside of my top 12 right now. So I take him there, and then I come back with Tyler Algier, combining with Cordell Patterson, which I feel pretty good about. But also, I'm big on Tyler Algier. He's one of my big sleeper running backs this season. I do think he's going to wind up with the Mike Davis role, if nothing else. I think he's better than Mike Davis is at this point in the season. We know Arthur Smith wants to be able to run the football. I like Tyler Algier quite a bit, especially at the value that he's going at right now. And then similar to that, we saw Isaiah Spiller come off. Tyler Boyd, Will goes with Marlon Mack, and then I'm, I'm sleeping on it because I didn't get this, be- this back over to Justin. I don't know if anyone wants to comment on my Tyler Algier pick or, or Mike Gusecki pick. Yeah, I that's love a Tyler Algier. Go ahead. No, I'm saying, yeah, that's a great pick. Uh, Algiers, one of my, um, my, my, actually my number one sleeper at running back for this year. So I, I like the pick. And like I said, Atlanta's not going to have a lot to play for, man. So I think, uh, uh, um, you know, there's going to be those, those skilled players, not only my guys, uh, Kyle Pitts and also uh, Drake London, but uh, Algiers is going to be a recipient of uh, getting a lot of targets as well as picking up a lot of fantasy points. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So then I, after that, after Marlon Mack went Russell Gage who's been falling off a big cliff ever since Julio Jones came to town and he picked up a little bit of an injury. Then we saw Alexander Madison come off the board, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and then Rashad White comes off the board here. You're just trying to steal my handcuffs. You just want to trade really (laughs) bad with me when this whole thing starts. That's what it is. You know, I really like Rashad White this year, man. And I know everybody is is pretty high on Leonard Fournette. He, he was amazing last year. But you also got Leonard Fournette last year, like the ninth, 10th round. And so I've actually kind of faded Leonard Fournette going in like the second round. 
I do think that Rashad White comes in, carves out a nice role for himself. They drafted him in the third round to come in and, and really kind of be some of that pass-catching help that they needed. And I know that there's been talk about him being down on the depth chart. I think that's just coach speak right now during training camp and preseason. Well, I think the big thing is is, is pass pro. That's what that's what I, I felt like was going to hold him back from really having a good start to the season to begin with because right now the offensive line being banged up, you're not sticking somebody back there with Tom Brady that you don't fully trust be able to have pass protection. I think that's where it mostly stems from. But we'll see as the season goes on. I mean, Leonard Fournette, he, has, he doesn't always play the whole year. misses a handful of games here and there. We'll be curious to see what they do at that point. We saw Cole Komet come off the board, then Kirk Cousins, Naeem Hines, and then we get to Chris. He goes Brian Robinson and Pacheco taking the next training camp phenom, Pacheco, with his back-to-back picks. Yeah, we were out in Canton this past weekend, so I figure if we're getting all these Hall of Famers from you know camp <laughs> training camp hype that's going on, I will jump on that the bandwagon. But this is what I'm doing right here is I'm taking guys who I think have a chance to be past the you know or at least early downbacks or heavily involved in their offense, an injury or two away, or even possibly a rotational starter. I think you know the days of kind of having that bell help cow back backfield isn't really you know, things you're really finding very often. So a lot of you know guys overlook that second running back in backfields. Quite often, that can be just as valuable as finding a third or fourth receiver. So I'm looking for the upside to have some, you know, to put depth earlier, having some depth, but also upside, I feel. Okay. And then after that, we saw the, a run on defenses there. Buccaneers defense, Bills defense comes off the board. Then Albert O, and we get back to Justin's pick, and he takes Jamal Williams. You know, just just I feel like they're going to be running the ball a lot more there in Detroit. Everybody's on DeAndre Swift, who I, I feel like he's going to get a lot of work. But we saw the heart and soul of that team. Jamal Williams, if you're watching Hard Knocks, you know he's the heart and soul of that team. And he had a decent season last year. There were times where he played really well. And so as my fifth running back, I need running back depth more than I need any other position right now. Let me get a guy who has potential in the red zone. And if DeAndre Swift, who's been banged up his entire career, goes down, I got another option to play. It's a good handcuff. It's a good upside. I think he spends way too much time with Dan Campbell. You, you can't you can't sound that much like him on hard knocks. It's 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 too it's too weird coming from a player's mouth. And then we saw Michael Gallup come off the board. I like the value there. Two attack Lavoa, Jarvis Landry, and now we're back up to Will's pick here. And with this one, I'm gonna have to go with another uh another tight end. I'm gonna go Logan Thomas. I think um, he's going to have a good season out there in Washington. Obviously, he got uh, injured last year, but um, once he um, once he fully recovers, you know, we know we know Wentz uh, gets in in a lot a lot of trouble at a lot of times. So it's, he's going to be the recipient of some of those uh, those bailouts out there for the Washington Commanders this year. So um, looking for for Logan Thomas to you know do his thing. Great athlete, right? He played a quarterback out in uh, Virginia Tech and then came into the league and, 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 and turned into a, a tight end. So I think he's going to have a great year this year out there in, in Washington. Yeah, I like, that. I, I like that pick, too. I want another tight end that hasn't gone yet. I don't know if I'm ruining anybody's pick. Uh, but how do you guys feel about David and Joku, man? He got the big bag, and he goes he slips into, like, the, the 15 it. to 20 range of tight ends. Yeah, we know the one, you know, receiver. Who ate last year was Gusecki with Brissett as a quarterback. So I think Njoku's a steal. People seem to forget about him. He, as you pointed out, got the contract, is going to be the guy. We don't have to worry about him kind of rotating between five different tight ends out there like by the last couple of years. So I love Njoku. And, you know, a later guy I also like is Evan Ingram. People kind of forget about that mm-hmm. in, in Jacksonville. So I think it's two guys that you can definitely you, you kind of do to Justin. Tight end, you don't be desperate necessarily. Look for a good value later on. Love it. Unless you're so Dan, I- you should buy it from me then. <laughs> 
So if I look like I had a confused look on my face, there's a reason. So Sleeper just glitched out. I took Jalen Tolbert, and it's showing that I have Jalen Tolbert, but it's not actually showing it on the Sleeper app. So I had to come back here, and I took Raheem Moster and Romeo Dobbs. But when I look up Jalen Tolbert, it's saying he's on my team. So very, very strange. My two picks here were really Jalen Tolbert and Raheem Mostert here. Tolbert being one of my top sleeper wide receivers. Michael Gallup's probably not going to be back for week one, maybe week two, maybe week three. Maybe he winds up in the pop list and has to miss for the first four weeks. That's all up for grabs. But even if, if, if Michael Gallup comes back week two, week three, there's a good chance Tolbert is still out there as one of the starting three receivers because they don't have a Cedric Wilson. They don't have a slot guy. And he's some guy who profiled to me as somebody who could line up on the inside and outside. So I really like Jalen Tolbert a lot to kind of move into that role. If it wound up being Romeo Dobbs, kind of a similar situation, like his upside, especially here at this pick. And then Raheem Mostert, look, I look at him as like, hey, you know what? Chase Edmonds, someone's going to split time with him. He's not just going to be a workhorse back. And Mike McDaniel really loves him some Raheem Mostert. Will he get injured? Yeah, probably, but I'm going to take that explosiveness, and I wouldn't be shocked if Mostert splits carries with Chase Edmonds at the beginning of the season. Edmonds will have more of the touches because he'll get the targets, but we know Mostert is an explosive runner out, out there. So I'm going to be curious to see what happens with that, and I don't mind taking it when we're talking about double-digit rounds either. Yeah, I think Jalen Tolbert actually won a couple picks before you. You might have got sniped and didn't realize it. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. It's showing up. It's showing up as mine, though. It is like when I research a player, it's showing up as my player. It's very weird. So, all right. So, sleeper just kind of glitched out on me. So maybe that's what it was. I guess. <laughs> I want to Romeo Dobbs, though. I'm not complaining. Yeah, I have Drake London on my team too. Then if we're just changing players, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Romeo Dobbs. I'm not sure about it, man. But you know, it's it's kind of all up for grabs in that Packers offense. You just don't know where the ball's going to be going right now. You hear one thing one day, you hear the next. I just know it's going to Sammy Watkins week one. I think we can all agree on that one. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> for for sure. Look, I talk about Dobbs. I talked about Dobbs when, when they drafted him and Christian Watson, and the second they drafted Dobbs. I said during our NFL draft special, I'm like, look, he's going to be the better of the two because he actually runs better routes and Rodgers only throws to the guys that he trusts. You're going to trust where Dobbs is on the field before you're going to trust where Watson is. And Watson is just getting back to practice. So I do think Dobbs is going to have quite a bit of a role carved out for him and probably early on in the season. After that, we saw Jameson Williams come off the board, then Kenneth Gainwell, and then Will goes Wandale Robinson. More of a little... Uh... Homer Pick, you know, huge uh, New York Giants football fan, but I just think that with Wando, you could get creative back there, and we and we know what those guys did in Buffalo. I think that they're going to not only use him out there um, in, in the slide and also the receiver position, but he may be getting some targets and seeing some work coming out the backfield. So I'm a big Robinson guy. I, I don't think it's, it's, it's too bad of a pick or even a reach in the 13th round. No, not at all. I Great. mean, look, what's, what's going on right now? Kadarius Tony's getting injured. Nobody actually knows what his role is. We know right. Galladay will be on the outside. From all accounts, Robinson's the starting slot receiver. Absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. You're, you're fine that's, there, I think. I think that's the key, the, the starting slot receiver. I wasn't a big Robinson fan coming in the draft. I thought the draft capital was definitely ridiculous. Having said that, if you're a starting receiver for Tyra Taylor or Daniel Jones, you're going to get peppered with targets. And look what Cole Beasley did that Buffalo offense. You alluded to the off, you know, Buffalo's offensive bright Dable being there. That slot receiver definitely gets fed. So great pick. Great value. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Julio Jones comes off the board. Then Christian Watson, Jarvis Landry. And then we get Devontae Parker coming off. Also another guy that I like late in drafts. Yeah, I think he has the upside there. And, and Mac likes the bigger guys. We saw him go to Hunter Henry a lot last year in the red zone. Uh, and being an X right now – 
Bill Belichick hasn't had that. And also it's a new offense now, now that Josh McDaniel's out. Uh, I like the spot for Devontae Parker, especially this late. We know the talent's there. It's just a matter of can he stay on the field. Justin Fields comes off, J.D. McKissick, Jahan Dotson, and then we're going to get to Chris, who's going to be our last pick for today's draft special because we're almost out of time. Yeah, well, I'm a little frustrated. I, I think it's glitching again. I have Justin's last three or four picks, I believe, still on my team um, because I wanted those guys definitely. No, um, I think that was the, what I basically ended with if we're going to end the show is with the kicker. McPherson, to me, is the guy I actually have as my top kicker on the board. I love Justin Tucker, but the Ravens get more efficient. It means they score more touchdowns. Justin Tucker didn't have the greatest year in 2019, but Evan McPherson was awesome last year. I think Cincinnati won't be necessarily as efficient. I, I think the guy's money in the bank, so I'm going Evan McPherson to end this today. Guys, this is a great show. We got through almost the entire thing, but good enough, I think, to give guys kind of an idea of depending on where you're drafting at, what are some of the things you can kind of look at heading into this very informative and, of course, a lot of fun. Next week, we'll be back Wednesday and Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern. We got the best five, bus five, sleeper five tight ends on Wednesday night. And then we'll have a full point PPR mock draft with a couple of guests next Thursday night as well. Before we take off from the show, though, Justin, what do you got going on? What do you want people to check out right now? Yeah, you can check me out with uh, on TikTok. That's where I'm pretty heavily on Twitter as well. Justin Henry with a three instead of an E. I'm also on the Fantasy Gods channel. You'll see me on FanDuel or FanDuel Sportsbook uh, creating content for them. So you can catch me all over the place, man. I'm busy. Yes, indeed. And then, Will, what do you got going on you want people to check out heading into the season here? Yeah, absolutely, guys. Go ahead and check out Flex. Fan fantasy um at flex dot fan. You guys could go ahead and um sync your existing fantasy team, whether it be on Sleeper or Yahoo. Compete in not only PPR challenges but also best ball. Best ball is going to be a thing with your already um existing fantasy team. So get on there, create some challenges, and again, um Dan's going to be giving out some uh some 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 money this year, man. You know, ten dollars at least every single week, man. So that that's good enough for at least one lunch throughout the week. Yeah, man, I can't wait for it. I'm so glad we had these two guests on. Thank you guys for coming on. Chris and I are going to see you guys next week. So everybody, come back to the MD's Fantasy Football Show next Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. See you then. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.